Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cat, cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. January 11th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Oh, wow. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your chilly Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Maybe stayed up late to watch the national championship game. Fear not, luckily, Kentucky's game tonight against Vanderbilt, a 7 o'clock tip. Not, uh, you know, the central time games always get nervous it's going to be a 9 o'clock tip. But nope, not this evening, so maybe you can get to bed after the Cats put a whooping on the Commodores. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Nick Roush, how are you? I am uh, one of those that is uh, a little... A little tired from staying up late to watch uh, last night's national championship, but we're we're powering through this morning, powering through to make some great radio. That's exactly what we're going to do. Our producer is Justin Kalen, Pekin, Indiana native. Justin, how are you? <laughs> do we have to throw that in the bio? We, we can we can leave that part out. From you got to be proud of where you're from. Wow. I mean that's that's where I went to school. Technically, it's not where I'm from. But, oh, where are you well, from? Well, I want to. I want to get it right. Palmyra is the town. Oh, oh that's real, even better. Real country, right? Oh, I'm at, I was actually familiar with Palmyra more than Pekin. Yeah, you probably I, drove through Palmyra a time or two. I didn't. I guess that's how you'd pronounce it. I guess I've never actually said it out loud. I've read it. Palmyra. That's pretty. Well, there you go. So now Justin, you have it. Justin Kalen from Palmyra. That's right. But I'm good. I uh, I went to bed a little earlier than you all probably. I, once Georgia took that lead. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, I was like, "Yeah, I've seen enough. The Bulldogs are going to run away with you, this." So. You trusted that Georgia team to be I, able to hold I on. did, which I, which I don't know why I did because I I liked Alabama going into the game, but I, it just seemed like momentum was in the favor of Georgia. No, you <laughs> quit. You just didn't want to stay up for the end of the that's game. That's true. No, it's very. That's also <laughs> very very true. I mean, it was an exciting finish. He, I mean, he went down to the wire, and and uh, even that pick six to seal it was a, a cool and exciting play as Alabama had one last gasp to see if they could tie it up. But the Georgia Bulldogs, your 2021 
college football national champions or 2022 or whatever the hell year they decide to call it always gets confusing between college football and the NFL, but the most dominant team all season. And they're the ones that are going to finish the year. Number one, rightfully so for Georgia, congrats to them. I enjoyed the game. A lot of people were whining and making jokes there during that first half, but I still thought it was an entertaining first half. It was just defensive. It was defensive. There was a few big plays, but when push came to shove, the defense stepped up big when the other team was in their territory. And then the second half, Roush, we got some of the fireworks that I think most people were anticipating the entire game. But I I was really pumped up to watch this national championship game. It did not disappoint from an entertainment standpoint, in my in my opinion. No, no, not at all. It um, it had its moments of like, what what are we doing here? But that's what happens when you have good defense. Like the game didn't lack explosive plays. You had the bomb to uh, George Pickens uh, that got Georgia in scoring territory. Territory. You had Jamison Williams break the the long play that ultimately sidelined him uh, with the knee injury. Uh, but Georgia's defense, whenever Bama would get in the red zone, they just come up big and force field goals. So. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the game. As you mentioned off the top, Georgia, they've been the best team all year long. But that first drive, um, like many other folks, I'm sure, invested in Georgia, it got, it got you worried because Bama, Bryce Young, looked like he was ready to go out there and win the whole damn thing. And meanwhile, Stetson Bennett, his first play – Forget. I know he fumbled it on the second play. His first play, I think he took a really bad sack, and there was a delay of game in there. He just looks so shaky, and you're like, oh, God, this guy, he's even worse than we imagined. Um, but you know what? Turns out he, he was able to weather the storm. He made some big throws and then went and made the biggest throws of the day um, to, to kind of seal the deal for the dogs despite that that late fumble that I still just – I I, I – I know that there is maybe a slight difference, but you can't convince me that if one of those is a pass, then how they both are. Because Bryce Young had one that uh, Georgia scooped and scored, and they ruled it an incomplete pass. And then Stetson Bennett, very similar. That, But that was not only a fumble. If it was going to be an incomplete pass, it was intentional grounding. It's like, wait, wait, hold up. How, how are these the same thing? Like, they're both getting murdered mid throw and yet they're different i i was i just didn't understand you you got taken to the bone zone on twitter with that opinion yeah i don't care i still want all my best they can suck it even got the wow. hours touchdown at the very end that was awesome justin how do you feel about that uh roush not sharing his bets with us right no kidding i, I had no idea what to bet last night and there roush is just winning everything same I put, I, uh, I, I put two of them on uh twitter nice well, uh, what do you think? I guess we're that's on us, out, then. Think we're checking out your Twitter? That's true. I'm too busy. I'm lost in Justin's likes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make my way over to your Twitter page. Uh, well, first and foremost, with the Bennett, the, the, the first one was very clearly an incomplete pass for Alabama. That, that, I don't think, was all that debatable. I'm glad the refs let it play out. Too often, you'd have that blown dead, and it doesn't really matter if it was a fumble or an incomplete pass. The refs already blew it dead, so what can you do about it? I'm glad they let it play out, and then they reviewed it, and they got the call right. The Georgia one, boy, that really was about as close as it could get. In real time, I was like, well, that's an incomplete pass. And then I did think that the ball was coming out just ever so slightly before he threw it, so I thought it was the right call. 
But then, and I and I'll fully admit I don't know the full rules. I think I have an idea, but I don't I don't officially officially know. And then I thought like the Georgia's player or the Alabama's toe, he's on the out of bounds line. Like, is that considered <laughs> possession to be in bounds, or is it you know at that point? He's touching the ball out of bounds. That's where the ball will go down, but it's still Georgia's possession. Um, I'm fairly certain that he had a toe on the line. It seemed like every replay I saw showed that. Maybe there's a different angle. Except the know. one angle from like the upper deck. They were like, look, you can see that he's in. And I'm like, can you? Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's what I was I, thinking. That's and and then the fact that they confirmed it, they just didn't say that the call stands. I was like, what are we doing here? I, I, I just... That, 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 one was a, that one was a hard play. I bet like officials will study that play because you had basically two just 50-50 calls. Um, one, the, the Alabama, is he inbounds, not inbounds? And then, of course, the fumble or the incomplete pass. I, I don't think anybody, anybody that's, I think, definitively arguing one way or another, I, I don't know. I, I think it was just uh, as 50-50 as it could get. I'm surprised – that they they overturned they ruled an incomplete pass correct no they they ruled it a fumble with a recovery and then they confirmed that it was oh, okay, a fumble okay, with a recovery okay. yeah all right uh gotcha well in that case the oh they so they confirmed it yeah that was the part that i was shocked by so uh, the play just didn't like, stand right right yeah um, okay either okay. way it ended up not mattering and that's the most important thing that I was getting to is it ended up yeah. not mattering. Georgia won. They were able to overcome it regardless. Uh, so I'm glad that that's not going to like be the hot take of hot takes for the next few weeks. Yes. Yes. Very glad about that. But it still was annoying as hell. I was, I, I loved watching that game. It's not like I had my whole entire mortgage invested in it, but last college football game of the year, this was, this was Georgia's, Pretty much, I think it's like their one and only shot. Uh, I mean, because you had Mechie go down, you had Jamison Williams go down, Bryce Young, that that 84 for them, the true freshman, he had a, a nice catch, but there was some times where Bryce Young is making these impossible throws, and like it hit. There was one in particular where he was running like a, uh, a sail route, and he's going over the top, and I don't know how Bryce Young got it over the defender's, um, and I don't think he knew that the ball was going to come over there either because it hit him right in the hands, but it was like a blind, like there were hands in his face and over the top until the ball got there. And he just, it wasn't able to hold on to it. Bryce Young's really good. Will Anderson is awesome. Um, the other guy, 15, I think his name's Carter. He's a true freshman too. Like Alabama is just going to be so stupid good next year. Um, they weren't healthy. This was Georgia's opportunity. They got it. They took advantage of it. And they won the championship. So I was I was standing up for most of the second half in my living room, just like pacing back and forth, and very happy to see Georgia come out on top. Well, I, I you know I didn't really care if Georgia or Alabama won. Um, I did have some fun. At just the people that have so much SEC fatigue, they couldn't bring themselves to watch the game. Uh, here on Big X Sports Radio, the Mike Rutherford show, Trevor Kelsey, he talking about he didn't even know the game was tonight. He couldn't, oh, God. He couldn't care less about it. it. It was the least excited championship game. I don't know how you could be a football fan and say that. Everybody's yeah. entitled to their own opinions, but if you like good football, these two teams were head and shoulder. Like, I don't think there's ever been – I think there's been some years that Alabama has been so much significantly better than the next team – 
But I don't know if there's ever been a year where there's just been two teams, huge drop-off, number three. And these two were kind of in a class of their own, both really, really talented. And, Roush, I wouldn't be shocked if in six years, seven years, you look back at this national championship game and there's 30 dudes who played NFL snaps that were playing in this game. 30, like, I don't think that's impossible to say. Maybe no. even more than that when it's all said and done. That's, that's pretty crazy to think about. I mean, I think we just saw a professional football game with 18 to 22-year-olds take place last night, and I loved it. I mean, you had – it meant so much to Georgia. Alabama has such a standard of excellence that it was just almost ho-hum for them, but they're a machine when it comes to executing and, and operating. The best head football coach in the history of the sport, probably the best – coach in organized sports ever in Nick Saban uh, that and even if you don't like Alabama or you have Alabama fatigue you are watching a living legend coach anytime mm-hmm. you get to watch him uh, in Alabama and, and and sure what I like to see other teams you see the stats of like the teams that have won championships in the BCS and college football playoff era and it's like a list of I don't know like 12 teams or something like that 11 teams where in college basketball that number is significantly more during that same time frame yes i'd like to see some others get involved football is not really built for parity for the most part but goodness gracious if you like good football and you like talented football players last night was as good as it gets in a national championship game man and to that point the uh like will anderson that guy he's just on a different level when he's firing up the ball, those defensive tackles for Georgia are so big. Jordan Davis is so physical. Uh, you're exactly right. The the talent on that field. And that I was having a conversation with a buddy last night who's like, man, why, why can't we be this aggressive against Georgia? And it's like, well, because you got to have the dudes. In Kentucky, they have some of the dudes, but they don't have all of the dudes. Yeah. And, like, you, you have to – if you're going to play that risky game, then you have to have the talent to be able to pull it off. And a lot of times, Alabama against Georgia, I mean, they were just rushing four, you know, because they, they didn't need to. Was, Will Anderson was that good at getting off the ball. It's almost like he – I mean, he was jumping the snaps to perfection. It reminded me of uh, in the old, like, college football games, if you had your DN and you timed up the snap right and you hit X – on your PlayStation, I guess if you had Xbox, it would probably be your A button, whatever that was. If you timed it up right, you would just knock the offensive tackle over and just go straight to the quarterback and sack him. That's what Will Anderson does like every snap, except sometimes he just doesn't get touched because he's that much faster than the offensive lineman. Like he is insane. And he was doing that against offensive linemen that are going to be playing in the NFL. Like they they are on in they're, they're playing a different sport. Uh they really are. It's 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 crazy. Um, but like, like they, they were making Wondell Robinson not look fast, you know? Like, that's just – that's where Georgia and Bama are right now. Now, the good news for Kentucky is is most of those Georgia dudes are, are done. Uh, yeah, get gone. the hell out of here. Get yeah. out of here. Go. Yeah. Won't Go see get. at the won't see at the Krogue next November. Nope. We might see uh, – I think the mailman can come back, Stetson Bennett. Uh, did you see him just in tears uh, as, as they were running back the game-winning interception? I did, yeah. So that, that was a cute moment. I know some people think he's kind of dorky or goofy or whatnot, but Which like that's what I like about him. I'd know? imagine if you're a Georgia fan, player, 
but especially if you're a player and you've just been putting in that work for such a long time and you you have you're having this dream season roush but at the end of the day you know like hey it really all just comes down to alabama and then they kind of wallop you a little bit in the sec championship game whether they'd admit it or not you know self-doubt would creep in at that point like we know we're a damn good football team but what the hell just happened here we'll get another shot at them and we need to regain our composure but whoa 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 whoa, what what the hell and then they come out and they execute in a really tight game in a really close game that could have gone either way my wife during the game uh alabama had i forget what play was but they that I don't know. I don't know who it was. Somebody made a just an unbelievable defensive play. And she was just like, if you're a good football player, why would you not go to Alabama? They're, they're playing for national championships every year. They win all the time. Don't they have a ton of draft picks? I was like, yeah. And she was like, why wouldn't you do that? And I was like, well, everybody does. <laughs> I was like, they do go to Alabama. <laughs> you, you have figured out the secret sauce to Alabama's success. And yes, you're right. But the good news is there's not only 70 good players in the country. They have to spread out to some other places. Georgia has plenty themselves. How about when Alabama, they didn't, they didn't score enough. And I don't know who the player's name was. They threw it to that tight end. Georgia's oh. number five kind of whiffed on him, just try to play the ball instead of the man and whiffed on him and then ran him down with like giving him basically a 15 yard head start and him starting from zero speed to the tight end having a running start. And he chased him down like it was freaking nothing, like a cheetah going after a gazelle. It was, oh, the, the level of talent, these teams. I said it yesterday. This is, I mean, it's a no doy comment, but that's the bar. That's what Kentucky's striving towards. We're a hell of a lot closer now than we were back in 2013, but still a ways to go. Still a ways to go. I think Kentucky was the second most competitive team to play Georgia this year, in my opinion. You talk to some Georgia riders and their fans, and they seem to agree, at least from a physicality standpoint. Kentucky's getting closer. There's a little ways to go. And I also couldn't help but think, and like, and the wife kind of brought this up, but just if we think Kentucky's got a little ways to go to get there, Roush, UofL, man. I don't know. If you're, I don't know if you're. No wonder the the Mike Rutherford crew couldn't watch last night's game because that's a different sport. I mean, it really is. You saw what Kentucky has done to the Cards the last few seasons. It's just it. It really is. And the and the scary thing, the scary, the hard part about college football is it takes a lot of time to even get to that point. And Roush, it wasn't like too terribly long ago that. If U of L doesn't jump off sides, they're probably playing in a national championship game, which is crazy <laughs> to say out loud. Yeah. And then now you just watch the the haves and the have nots in college football, and oh boy, like you know, if you still think Satterfield's it, you got a you got another thing coming. But uh, Kentucky's oh, got ways. To, Kentucky's got ways to go too. And, you know, they they've got to catch up. They eventually have to find a way to beat Georgia. It's really Stoops' last big hurdle as a UK head coach. He's beaten everybody else in the East except for Georgia. So that's got to change. Yeah, and the difference between Louisville and Kentucky in this offseason is Louisville players that they would like to have stick around, that they need to have stick around, they're leaving. Um, I don't know if they're going to have any defensive backs next year. They might just, oh, I don't man. know, move a punter or a kicker over there or something. Uh, they got to do something. They need bodies. They just really, if you're a warm body, you should just – walk over to Floyd Street, and they'll probably say, you know what, you look like a cornerback. We'll take you. 
they need that right now. Meanwhile, Kentucky, it's just like, oh, you were a great player last year. Why don't you come on? Come on back for one more year. And the dominoes, they keep falling for the Cats. Two big-time announcements yesterday. DeAndre Square, he's coming back. Chris Rodriguez, he's coming back. The guy who had the game-winning touchdown and the game-winning interception to cap off a 10-win season in the Citrus Bowl. They both said, you know what? Let's let's do this again. Yeah, great news yesterday. I was on pins and needles watching Big Blue Nation Tonight TV show. Uh, I, I, you know, I really thought Square was going to go on there and announce that he's leaving Kentucky. Sayonara, suckers. Don't let the door hit you. Uh, but no, total shock when he went on a UK, a pro UK show to say that he's coming back to UK. Uh, in all seriousness, it seemed like most people figured he was going to be coming back. That pretty much set it in stone when he announced that he was going to announce on uh, BBN tonight. But it was nonetheless a huge decision. UK football, a lot of good news as of late and a lot to get excited about for this 2022 season where we mentioned it kind of yesterday in passing almost, but the bar for UK football has been raised. It's And, and to some point, Part of the reason why I think Kentucky is one of the most underrated college football jobs in the country is because you get paid a ton of money and the expectations, unlike really anywhere else in the SEC, maybe Sands, Vanderbilt or Missouri, you are expected to win and be competitive. But it's not, hey, you got to keep up with Alabama or else we're going to fire you. You got yeah. Alabama can do it. Then that means we got to be able to do it. The expectations at UK are significantly more realistic than pretty much anywhere else in the SEC with the with the few exceptions maybe that I mentioned. But now the expectations have grown. You know, you can't go out there and have a five and seven season. You can't go out there and really six and six is going to be scrutinized if you do that. And like I said, no records are really created equally. It's not black and white. There's always gray areas and wins and losses. How do the games play out? How do injuries play out? How does the season unfold in that regard? But there's expectations, Roush, to be competitive in the East and be in the conversation for another New Year's Day Bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, expectations have changed in, in Kentucky. And, and maybe, I don't know, I guess it's different for each Kentucky fan. That's a conversation that we can have. But my expectations for just the base of UK football is to have a winning record against your rivals. And I would say rivals in football are Tennessee, Florida, Florida Tennessee, and Louisville would be yeah. my three. I don't know if that maybe, you know, some people could throw South Carolina in there. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, that's to each their own. So, so have a winning record against your rivals. That's pretty lofty. You know, you got Louisville, so that's one. But that means you basically have to split either Tennessee or Florida. The old UK football many years ago, that's kind of unthinkable to say, hey, you got to split one of those. Not really. Um, just win one of them every, you know, 10 years was real. Well, that was really the the goal back then. So uh, and then if you are, have a winning record against your rivals, that's probably putting you in it. And then when don't lose an out of conference game, the out of conference schedule is too bad to do that. And then if you're doing those things then you should take care of the Vanderbilts in the world and and continue to separate yourself from the middle of the pack of the SEC East, the, the middle bottom of the SEC East, Missouri, South Carolina. And then you got to start 
it's at home this year, Roush, so Kentucky should beat Mississippi State, but you got to start separating yourself in that rivalry as well. And then you take care of that and what's really left on the schedule, and that's that big old fat Georgia game where I'm not putting my reputation or my expectations of UK season on beating the Bulldogs, but if you take care of business elsewhere, you can play with somewhat house money going into that game. And, and, and it's just it's fun to say all that stuff out loud to show the growth of Kentucky football. I know I say this stuff all the time, but if you all covered back-to-back two and ten win seasons, you'd probably be doing it too. Those were miserable times, bad teams. Stoops' first year, that two and ten season, you could tell the culture was starting to change, but Roush, the talent in those locker rooms, day and night to what Kentucky has now. So rubber's got to meet the road, and Kentucky's got to, while expectations are in check for the most part for Kentucky fans, they have raised for Stoops, so no, no room to take a step backwards. Well, and especially when you're bringing back the talent that you have. Um, you know, I mentioned Square and Rodriguez, but Square can be – he can join that 300 tackle club. He, he's he been a staple in on that UK defense. And to my buddy's point, if you want to get more exotic, like UK's defense will have the talent and experience in the front seven next year to do more than it's accustomed to. You saw Brad White kind of grow in that department. He got a little bit more exotic this year. Uh, you know, the, they're not done constructing next year's roster, but that front seven is about as experienced and as deep as you will find in the SEC. And then you, you move over to the offensive side of things. You've got your quarterback back who just continued to improve throughout the season, throughout the year. Uh, you've got a rusher who's well on his way to becoming your school's all-time leading rusher. You've recruited your brains off at wide receiver. You've got a NFL tight ends in your tight end room and a pretty good offensive line, especially if, if Dare Rosenthal comes back for another year. So um, the bar, the bar's not going to be lowered. Um, and the good news is, is really like, I mean, you talk about splitting games at Tennessee game. That's actually going to be probably maybe your most difficult game next year to win. Ole Miss, there's a, uh, there's word on the street. The lane train's on its way out of town. You Say what? You hear this? See this? No, I actually have not seen this or heard about this. Justin, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, I have not. Oh well, uh, yesterday was Black Monday, as all of us uh, come to know, the the day after the NFL final regular season game of the NFL. A bunch of NFL coaches are fired, including uh, Mike Zimmer. Basically, every team that Aaron Rodgers plays regularly, they had to fire their coach. So there, there's your I, – I did the trash talking for you. But the NFC North is down two coaches – and uh, Lane Kiffin rumored to be joining one of them. Jim Harbaugh rumored to be joining the other one. So uh, just uh, something to something to monitor uh, when we're as we're moving forward over the next few weeks, especially after Lane swung and missed on a couple of uh, quarterback transfers in the portal. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. But if we get Lane Kiffin back in the NFL, are we going to get a seventy-yard field goal attempt again? Oh, would love it. One of the most hilarious plays in football history. Justin uh, Tucker you, could hit it. If you're unfamiliar, you gotta you gotta YouTube it. But it's just YouTube Lane Kiffin field goal Raiders. It's it it, it is well, it's, it's especially awesome. because Sebastian Janikowski's like fat, you know. And, and it's on a football just, field too, which just makes it a little bit. I don't know, you know, that doesn't really add much to it at all. But it just the optics of it just make it look like a total and complete failure. It's like he's kicking it from so far. Away. Oh, I know. 
I mean, it just looks like it's like a joke, like they're going to do a trick play or punt it or something, but but no, no. Uh, one of our favorite tweeters into the show, Hoodat's Cats fan, says, that's not accurate, Roush. The call stood, and it only stood because they called it a fumble in possession, and like you all said, there was nothing conclusive to overturn it. So not confirmed. Thought it was conclusive enough. But I also was maybe uh, enjoying some alcoholic beverages, and things might have gotten a little bit blurry there. Lucky uh, bastard. Shout out to uh, Kirby, though, for for giving the Larry Munson shout out. Said there's going to be some property damage in Indianapolis tonight, which is a great callback to their last championship, which was almost 100 years ago, I think. It's a long, long time ago. 1980? 41 years. That's almost 100. It's, it's well, no. It's on but the way. It is a long time. It is, it, it is certainly a long time. It's You hey. know what? It's not as long. Like, Georgia actually, like Indiana basketball had won a championship more recently than Georgia. Think about that. That's whoa, that yeah. is pretty wild when puts you it into it perspective. Yeah, yeah it really long is. time, now, long course, time. Georgia's been a lot closer as of late than IU has been, but neither Close here. Johnson horseshoes and hand grenades, brother. That's a good point. You're, you're, spot, on. You, you, you're <laughs> spot on about that. Uh, it's been a long time since Vanderbilt basketball has beaten Kentucky, and Scottie Pippen Jr. has never beaten Kentucky. Oh, no. His quote-unquote dream school that he didn't want to apparently go to. Um, they'll play tonight, and they'll try to beat Kentucky. The line is interesting, uh, to say yeah. the least. Only we'll come back. We'll talk Ooh. about all that way to – Kind of ruin the, the tease there. Uh, we'll be back. This is Kentucky <laughs> Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. You suck it, Roush. We'll be right back here on the Big X. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. I woke up. And I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky Roll Call. I would rather listen to F- Walker and Roush. Than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 961 FM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We left you before the break wondering, well, what is the spread between Kentucky and Vanderbilt? What could it possibly be? It's it's six and a half. I'm sure people were waiting on pins and needles. They were. I had a few text messages be like, can you just spoil it for me? And then they went, never mind. Roush actually said it. So uh, <laughs> they, never mind. Never mind. Uh, it's six, it's six, six and a half, depending where you're finding it. I am surprised by that number. It, it's one of those like Kentucky's got to beat Vanderbilt by more than six tonight, folks. It, they, they need to. They should. They're a better team. I don't care if Wheeler's playing, if he's not playing. If he's not playing, probably means Pippen's going to score a little bit more and do more things. I don't know how much Wheeler will guard him anyways, but uh, at, from time to time he'll be on him, and he's a tougher defender than Ty-Ty is. So uh, you still got to find it. Wheeler without Wheeler. 
hardly know her. It's it's a game Kentucky needs to have not too many issues with. Vanderbilt's not a great basketball team. They're not going to have their student section roused. There's probably going to be more blue in the place. It'll probably feel more like a, a, a pro-UK neutral site crowd. But that line, it's one of those like, okay, well, why don't I just unload everything on the Cats because that's not enough. It's one of those, hmm, this kind of stinks, and that worries me. Yeah, but if you look at Kimpom, Kimpom calls for a seven-point game. So, uh, you know, uh, it feels like one of those where Vegas is just like, oh, this is weird, but Kimpom doesn't think it's going to be that much. So let's see if we can get some money to come in on Kentucky to kind of move this number some and try to get try, try, try to get Vandy to sneak up on him. I mean, if you want to argue, you can argue Memorial Magic. I would argue that they kind of lost some of that magic against that South Carolina, that bad South Carolina team in the closing seconds, but they did win at Arkansas last week. So uh, I know Arkansas is not as good as Aaron Torres would like you to believe, but they are a pretty decent team. Um, you know, they won on the road at Pitt. Like like Georgia is a bona fide, terrible basketball team. They had not beaten a power five team or losing to teams like Tennessee State. Like At least in Vanderbilt's case, they, they have had their moments this year. Um, now they've also had those moments where it's like, how do you score 37 points in a game and lose to VCU? Like, I just, how do you only score 37 ba- points in a basketball game? That, that happened once this year. So you might yeah, get I mean, that, that version that, of them, not, or you might get a decent version of them. That's not a good, good basketball teams. Don't do that. Bad basketball teams do that. And, uh, you know, I, I think Stackhouse, watching him, and I don't watch a ton of Vanderbilt, I think he is a good basketball coach. I, I think he has good plays. I think he understands the game pretty well. It just hasn't really worked out for him in a big way uh, at Vanderbilt. And it's not like, you know, he's had some nice players too. Not a collection of five good players, but he's had some NBA guys. And obviously, I don't know if Pippen will be – you would think that he'd at least get G League or get a chance to do that. But – it's not a great basketball team. It's a game Kentucky needs to take care of. If you're UK, if you're a UK player, you got to be thinking to yourself, we haven't won on the road this year. We're playing on the road. It's Vanderbilt. Let's lock in and let's just take care of business and, and win. I think this is going to be a game where Kentucky's going to have an opportunity to shoot a ton of threes. If you listen to Stackhouse talk about Kentucky he knows the emphasis on if they're gonna if they're gonna kill us on the glass, we're not gonna have any chance. So I think you're gonna see a concerted effort to really pack it in, and it's gonna be Grady and Mintz. You're gonna be ready to step up and knock down some outside shots. Ty Ty, are you gonna be ready to knock down some outside shots? It's a wonky gym. A lot of these guys have never played here before. You know, I, I can't say for certain if Grady has or hasn't. I you think maybe at some point Davidson had, would have traveled to to Nashville. Ty Ty hasn't played there. Mintz has, though. This is going to be a game, Roush, where if Kentucky hits seven plus threes, UK covers. I don't think we're sweating anything out. If it's an off-shooting night, then then Kentucky's going to have trouble scoring inside because Vanderbilt, I think, is going to try to take that away in hopes to clean up the glass as much as they can. It's going to be all on the guards tonight all on the guards to take care of business and also defensive assignments against Pippen. He's going to score. He's going to have a nice game. He's going to do some, some good things, shut down everybody else. 
make him have to score 50 points for him to beat you all. Shut down everybody else. And if that happens, then it is what it is. But this is a guard-oriented game tonight, Roush, on the offensive side, on the defensive side. UK, you have veteran guards. I know Tata's a freshman, but everybody else back there has some experience. Take care of business. Have a big game. Be adults. Be professionals. This is a road game against a crappy team in probably the worst road atmosphere you're going to face all season. There's no excuse for Kentucky to sweat this thing out tonight. What, what's funny, TJ, is that the, the way you describe Jerry Stackhouse, he, he is a good plays guy. He like Whenever I get like my dumb hot takes and I'm like, let's run plays. Like I want to run the Jerry Stackhouse plays. And I'm sure that many people would be excited to have that kind of swagger on the sideline um, from a former, you know, NBA star. But those plays only happen every once in a while. And when you're not executing down the stretch and you've got good players and you're still not winning, like I, I know that uh, Garland got hurt that one year, but he still had semi shit too. And I mean, they, they he's had some talent there and hasn't really done anything with it. Uh, the Kevin Stallings days are long gone, long gone. This is not a good Vanderbilt team, um, all things considered. But, hey, it would be fun to beat down Scottie Pippen Jr. one more time um, because that, it, as much fun as it was to be like, hey, maybe he comes to Dream School this offseason, we'd like him, be even more fun to just beat the snot out of him. It would be. It would be, and... Uh, you know what? Actually, no, nothing fun. There's not too much fun about beating Vanderbilt. It's just business. You just got to do it. Yeah. Back, back when Kevin Stallings was there, that was some fun in beating Vanderbilt because he was annoying and he'd be mm -hmm. whistling and he'd look like Kevin from the office. But they had good teams. Those wins could matter. Those atmospheres win, were rowdy. Like the, the, the way Vanderbilt has been as of late, it's a. You just can't lose it. You know, you just cannot afford to lose it. But Vandy's had, you, you know, people make fun of Kevin Stallings, but Vandy's program, their only ounce of relevancy was when that dude was leading the charge. Yeah. yeah. They have good teams. They have good players. John Jenkins, Festus Azili. Yeah, Jenkins was the name I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, Matt Frege, a little oh. 1990s throwback. That, that's a blast from the past. I got to do it anytime we play Vanderbilt. R E R E B R E B O U N D A J Ogilvy. <laughs> oh, that's great. A good Vanderbilt memory for me is at an intramural basketball game. I don't know if anybody's I've talked about it, but I was an intramural star at St. Xavier. Um, KHSAA, it was politics with me. I didn't really want to participate, so I decided just to go to the intramural route uh, during my high school oh, career. Right, right. Uh -huh. It was a, yeah, it was a, a mutual choice. It was a choice. It was a mutual party in a ways between me and the KHSAA. But we had an intramural game, but we had ticket, me and a couple buddies had tickets to the UK Vanderbilt game. And it was like, we would, once the game ended, we'd have an hour to get to Lexington and never have driven faster from Louisville to Lexington. Left Louisville, and within one hour, we were walking into Rupp Arena. Uh, you know, no big deal. But back when I was younger, Roush, used to speed. Wow, that's impressive. Not you're, a huge you're, deal. You're a bad boy. You, you're not going to miss a day of class or a day of school, but by God, you're going you're gonna to get you're going to get there on time. That little 1987 Mercedes just going down 64 like there was no tomorrow. 
Couldn't even manual, couldn't even, I had to manually roll down the windows and didn't have any cup holders in the car, but that oh, thing could scoot. Poor, poor guy. It could, Mercedes. it could scoot. I, I, you know, I do, I do recommend, well, I recommend, I mean, I haven't been to one of these games in seven years. I do. I think my favorite, well, maybe it's because it's a short drive. There's, there's plenty of things that go into this favorite road trip in the SEC is watching the cats play in Nashville. I love that gym. It's as unique as a basketball gym. I, I was going to ask you. I've I've never I've never been to Memorial Gym. Love it. I mean, I, the early Calipari era years. I I would I think I went like two or three straight years. Uh, love that setup. It's a fun game. You're surrounded you by for blue. the uh, Digger Phelps uh, Kentucky fans. Hush. This is this is Vandy's time. I game. went to that game. I did not go to the game day. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you missed anything by not going to the game day. Like there's. Uh, I, I can't can't think of things that I I can't think of things that I would rather do less than go to a, a college basketball college game day taping. Oh, I've I've went to several. I went to some at U of L. I got uh, got my picture with Aaron Andrews during the U of L UConn game. U of L. Wow. I know it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, and I got a bunch of people to sign stuff. I where that thing is, I've got no idea. I stumped the Schwab. He, you know, he was kind of oh. like Dick he would just kind of follow around Dick Vitale and kind of feed him all the info that he'd need. And I, I asked him a question to see. I was like, wanted to see if I could stump him. I did. Not a huge deal. Uh, thus, I'm smarter than him. High school TJ seemed like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, and you know what? That's fun. Like the first go around, it's fun for a high school TJ. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, the problem is, is like what makes college game day football fun is like then you you go to game day and then you tailgate. Like you go to Rupp or wherever they have it, then you go back home and then you come back for the game later. It just feels it's just weird. It's not it's it's not the same. It's not, it's just not the same. I, I don't know how to, to describe it accurately, but um, I do think that the folks that decided to go to Memorial for that Digger Phelps one, that, that that was a treat, a good way to hate not only Digger more, but also Vandy more. They can suck it. They can take out their suck it and suck it. There's a lot of people out there in media, and we joke about them frequently when we can, but there are some people that just absolutely hate Kentucky basketball. Just hate it. Like, to their core, they hate it. They can't shake it. They they know that they have a bias with it, and they just hate the University of Kentucky's basketball program. Digger was one of those guys. Always yeah. was. Still is, probably. And that was one of the most embarrassing, like, on TV, it wasn't technically on TV, moments of all time. But I'd go to some of the game days at Rupp. It, it is more kid-oriented. Um, and maybe the same could be said for college football, but you do make a fair point that, hey, when it's over for football, the party keeps going. When it's over for basketball, you leave the gym that you're going to be back in in like six or seven hours, depending when the game is. Kind of kind of a weird notion. Uh, Justin, have you ever been to a college game day? Um, I, so I was trying to sit here and think about I don't believe so. I mean, I'm a fan of Indiana, so. Well, I used had that should answer share. the question. I used had their fair share of game days. Now I do think we did have a game day come in 2012, 2013, one of those years. I but I didn't go. No, it's it's like if you do go, you probably are like, okay, well that was neat. I'm not sure if I'll go again. If you don't go, you don't really regret it too terribly. Much. I mean, what's so, what's the main reason for going? Because you want to be on TV. 
No, I think people just want to go to like support their team. Yeah, you you kind of cheat. It, it's basically like a pep rally, you know. Different different reasons for different folks, but I it, I do think it'd be a fun, you know, taking your kids to game day would be cool and letting them get all excited and see celebrities and them try to get mm-hmm. on TV and they do contests during the commercial breaks and they throw out T-shirts and stuff like that. So I, I could see why it could be fun for like a family atmosphere, but just like you and the boys going as thirty year olds, mm, you probably won't love it. You probably won't love it, but if you've never gone, you should. Not really, you know, no game day tonight. I don't even know. Are they even doing college basketball game day this year? I know they don't I start. I seen it. any. They, they don't normally start until, like, mid-January or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, they got to let Reese Davis take, like, a few-day break from all of his college football stuff before throwing him into college basketball. But I, I think they got rid of it for the pandemic. Kind of like the Big Blue Madness camp out. I wouldn't be mad if they were just using the pandemic as an excuse to, to, to get rid of it. I do like I would love a Saturday morning college basketball show. It's just ESPN just seems to see find something that works and then they beat it over the head with a hammer until it's unrecognizable. And then they say, see, this is what you like. And you're like, oh, no, that's yeah. that's brains. And I don't no, Thank you. I, no, no, I don't want it. I would like just like a good old I. Uh, People don't please don't get triggered by this, but like I bet Barstool with Reeks could put on a really good Saturday morning college basketball preview show. You have to have Something people like that, that genuinely like act like they care still that and know just, the sport are yeah. entertaining and aren't going to like get in the minutia of well we got to have this story. Well let's let's promote this story. I just people just want to hear about basketball, who's playing, what to expect. Betting is a huge thing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. If you got like Reeks and Rutherford and some some younger people that get it you can have a good time you yeah exactly there could be be something there i uh spending time with the the in-laws like over the holidays too they're dayton flyer fans and also you know ohio state buckeye fans so a lot of games are on like fs1 or btn or uh even like hell there was a dayton game on usa and they had nbc covering a10 basketball I get the sense that they care, like those networks care a lot more about their product because it's one of their prime TV. Like, like that's a big deal to them to have rights to those things. And I feel like they put a lot more effort in, I, I, especially watching just the BTN, the graphics. Like I, they, 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 they uh, scaled down the score bug a little bit to where it's not as large. Um, at the beginning of the year, it was like just all scoreboard you, when you were watching the game. But I feel like they. Just you can feel like they're they're making college basketball a priority. Where I don't get that sense from ESPN whatsoever at all. Yeah, no, they don't. And sadly, it some of it is ratings driven, and just the the majority of the country doesn't give a hoot about college basketball until March. So you kind of get what works, and that's that's what it is. Although I love football and the way college basketball refs have turned this game into just any the given game. Could, yeah. Any given game could be the ref show. You really have no idea if it will or if it won't be. I get that maybe the experience of watching college football from an X's and O's standpoint is more appealing to a lot of folks, but I love that college basketball is only two hours most of the time, unless, you know, depending on the refs that may try to make it two fifteen or two thirty, And then the parody aspect of it, like you can watch, a top 25 matchup, or you can watch a top 25 team play an unranked team, or you could watch two unranked teams and say, you know what? One of these unranked teams may make the final four. 
one of these unranked teams could end up playing for a national championship. And you could watch number 25 versus 19 and say, you know what? One of these teams could win it all. You don't do that in college football. You just don't. You don't watch a, a team 19 play 24 and say, ooh, I think one of these teams could win it all. Uh, if it's in like October, you know that they don't really have a chance to do that. So I, I I think college basketball should be more viewed, but that's not how this works. And I don't blame folks for watching a game and seeing like a 60 to 54 game because the refs called a foul every two freaking seconds. Roush. Yes. I'll bring this up to you. It is January 11th. Yes. 2022, the year of our Lord. Kentucky has six games between now and January 29th, and four of them are on the road. Wow. Vander, Vander, Vanderbilt tonight. Eight days from now, they'll head to Texas A&M. Then that, they'll, they'll stay on the road. They won't come back to Lexington, I'd imagine. They'll go straight to Auburn for a road game against it's what is Wednesday, now. It's a Wednesday, Saturday, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't imagine them coming back either. And then they'll they'll get a home game against Mississippi State after that. And then a week from that Auburn game, they'll go on the road and play Kansas. So you have road games Vanderbilt, A&M, Auburn, and Kansas. Kentucky's never really had easy games at A&M, but you'd look at, you'd look at the Vandy and A&M games and say, okay, knowing that, the, yeah, knowing that the two other road games this month are at Auburn and at Kansas, and knowing that you're already 0-2 on the road. Yep, never won a road game this year. Got to take care of business. And in the next eight days, Kentucky's got three games. Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Kentucky, Kentucky, A&M. You got to win all of them. Tennessee can't go into Rupp and win again, so that can't happen on Saturday. You, it, we talked about the road schedule, so you got to win at A&M, but it starts tonight with a game at Memorial. You've got to take care of business against Vanderbilt. This is the team we think it is, Roush, or at least the team I think it is. got to take care of business because the road is tough. The road is tough, especially if you haven't gotten your tires rotated, if your shocks are old and stiff. It's going to be a rough ride. Um, but bad uh, car jokes aside – Kentucky has not won a road game, and I think it was yesterday or Monday you rattled – I guess yesterday was Monday. Jeez, things are running together. But you rattled off all of the teams that lost on the road that are seemingly better basketball teams. The parity in college basketball is the home court advantage, and I know that Vandy's not going to have students tonight, and that kind of eliminates some of that, but Kentucky's got to go down there and take care of business. Too. Yes. They just do. They just they do. They'd have to. They've got to learn how to win uh, away from Rupp Arena. Because it, it's only going to get tougher after tonight. And what, what record do they need to have? January ends, this six-game stretch, what record do they need to have? Man, I would really like for them to go three and four in those road games. Wait. So, in uh, – I, I would like for them three to win, one. Gotcha. win yeah. three of the four. Yeah, gotcha. sorry, not three and four. That that doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, hosting Tennessee at home, I still I still think the Cats, it's going to be like a four and two. They'll probably lose that Auburn and that Kansas game. If they go five and one in this stretch, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my expectations from – hey, I think this team can make a Final Four to, like, this is a Final Four team. And anything less than that, I'm going to be disappointed. Especially four, without Wheeler. Like, it, it, I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on when he returns. Sure. Four yeah. and two is – anything less than four and two, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. You can – I mean, obviously, nobody's going to really, like, 
penalize Kentucky for losing at Auburn, and nobody's going to penalize Kentucky losing at Kansas. Now, Calipari and you, you know, the comments you made last offseason and how you couldn't wait for this year, you need to really find a way to win one of those games, ideally. But I, I can live with those. But you can't. So if you're going to, but if you were going to lose those two games, then you got to take care of business to all the other ones. You just you have to. So it's a really, really important stretch for Kentucky basketball coming up right now. And then after this stretch, you move into February, which all those games feel important because you're so close to, to March. And before you know it, we'll be heading into the SEC tournament. Things are going to start moving quickly here. The schedule gets tougher. The games get more important. you got to take care of the ones you feel like you absolutely should win. That's what the Cats have tonight. we got hour number two coming up. We've got to talk about Thornton's. If you're heading into the office right now, make a pit stop. Get yourself a warm cup of coffee on this chilly day and treat yourself to a nice donut. They're fresh every morning at Thornton's. Trust me, you'll bite into it and you'll think that you're at your favorite bakery, but it's Thornton's. Oh, and it's cheaper and they're delicious and they're chocolatey or they're jelly filled or however you like it. Go see I'll, what I'm talking about. As soon about. as this show's over, I'm getting the hell out of here and getting to Thornton's. It's cheat day on the diet. Well, we're, 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 we're slowly waiting in this week. But when you stay up late watching the national title, you're, you you got to go into Thornton's the day after. It's just good. It's going to make that rough morning nice, real nice. Real Roush nice. in segment one mentioned there's some scuttlebutt of some college coaches leaving, maybe leaving to the NFL. Uh, that was interesting. We had a tweeter tweet in a question of what that could mean potentially for Mark Stoops. How's that for mm. a radio tease? We'll come back hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Oh. I'm Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning, Cats take on Vanderbilt tonight, 7 o'clock down in Nashville. I've seen that line move up to seven points now, so money Ooh. coming in on the Cats. But again, it's just one of those lines that I'm like, hmm, a little yeah. fishy, a stinks. little fishy. It and stinks. I've, I've been trying to make a habit of the fishy lines, even if I don't – I think I'll make my final prediction at the end of the game – or at the end of the game, the end of the show – but I have been making a point of the fishy lines, Roush, going against my better judgment and betting into them, and oh, worked out just you're pretty falling much for well. Him. It's it's well, is it falling for him or is it is it going with what Vegas doesn't want you to do? It's zigging when they, Vegas wants you to zag. Did you ever think about that? No, I just thought of it as it stinks. Stay away from it. That's what. No, no, that you got to play into the stink. <laughs> you play into steer, the steer, steer into the skid. Because normally it's like, oh, that line, that's a no-brainer, and then it's like, wait a minute, why is it a no-brainer? And then I go the other way, 
And yeah, it's about pretty much average with my other gambling, which is pretty average, all things considered. What isn't average is a meal at Salsaritas, whether it's lunch or dinner. They open their doors at 11. It's great. Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, taco salads, burrito bowls, chips, queso, guacamole, hot salsa, medium salsa. And they've got mild pico if that's your sort of thing. they got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Check them out today. Download the Salsaritas app on your phone. It'll save you money. It'll save you time. We love Salsaritas. You will, too. we got a lot of text to get to, but I do want to first, Roush, wish a happy birthday to Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Born on this day in 1757 or 1755. They don't really know. Hmm. Good for him. Happy birthday, Alexander. What I want to know is why not why not 1756? (laughs) Why couldn't it be 1756? How would they be like, you know what, it's either this year or this year, but it's definitely not this year. Or why don't they just split the difference and be like, we know it's not 1756, but since we don't know if it's 57 or 55, Ooh. we'll just go 56. Maybe it's because, so it's 56 or 58, is that correct? 55 or 57. Oh, well, uh, maybe the he makes his fives and his sevens very similar. <laughs> I just can't, can't read it. Oh man! Born in fifty-five. Is it five or seven? Hey, come on! Can you can you look at this? As somebody five? with chicken scratch. That's all too relatable for me. <laughs> all too relatable. But yes, he he was born on this day in history. I mentioned this before we went to our hour run break. But our good friend Hudat's Cats fan says any concern that if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, like Roush potentially alluded to, is Stoops a replacement candidate? He, she they I don't know if it's he or she. That person says. That job has always worried them the most. Why? I don't. I don't know why Michigan would worry you. Like that. That job stinks. This was this was the ceiling there. Your your one unbelievable season. You beat Ohio State. I think it's very fair to be concerned if a Michigan job opened up that they not even for a second. Not even for a second. They uh, would be perfectly all right with like a defensive-minded philosophy in the Big Ten. They know that he could recruit Michigan. Obviously, he has. They know that he could recruit Ohio. He has. They know that he could recruit Pennsylvania. He has. And I think it, it worries me too, Hudak Cats fan. It, wor- it would worry me as well. Well, you all are wasting your time because I, it's a fart in the wind. Stoops will be on those lists of candidates. But I'm, I've, I'm at the point I was the only job that worries me. That's it. I, I get the alma mater aspect of it, but it, to be worried about Iowa but not Michigan just seems silly to me. No, because Big Ten East versus Big Ten West, beating Iowa State much easier than beating Ohio State. And like like the, the Michigan job right now, for all intents and purposes, how is it any different than the Georgia job or than the UK job? Sorry. Like you still have to beat a colossal, awesome team to get to where you want to go. More resources, more money, bigger national recruiting base, just to name a few. I would only Three. agree with the, the third thing. I don't think there's more resources. I don't think they're like, I, I, really, it's just the national recruiting. You can recruit nationally in Michigan, but that's that's really the only advantage it has. Do we tell Roush now or later that Iowa State's not in the Big Ten West? Well, it's, yeah, it's but that's their rival. rival. It's still yeah. their rival. It's, you know, like Louisville is Kentucky's rival, you know? 
Yeah, like you got to beat your rival every year. Harbaugh is like, wh- how many times has Michigan beat Ohio State in our lifetimes? It's like Indiana beating Purdue. It never happens, okay? <laughs> you can't – it's a terrible job. Michigan's a horrible job. Harbaugh showed that, like, really the, the Michigan job now is, like, win 10 games, and that's a great season. That's kind of where they were. The, and, and that's why there was, like, a sort of um, – they restructured his deal at the end of last year – because they were paying him, we're going to go to the college football playoff and win the Big Ten championship kind of money, and he was just pumping out nine, ten, ten win seasons. He was beating all the bad teams he should, but whenever he had to play a good team, he would fall short. Um, whether it was like Penn State or Ohio State, they weren't they weren't in the conversation to win that division. That's a, that's that I would think that it's the second toughest division in football behind the SEC West. Michigan's not a good job. Um, I, I just I just don't and. You also, like, we go back to this every single time. People, even though they would be more open to a defensive-minded head coach, people just don't respect the job that Mark Stoops has done in Kentucky. Maybe they respect it a little bit more in Big Ten country, but people still don't give a damn about Kentucky and SEC country, not even for a second. Well, they they don't until they do. I mean – they don't give a damn about Mark Stoops until one they have team to fire their coach because until they lost one to will. I uh, one thing that I will agree with about the Michigan job or, or the expectations would be annoying. You, you don't you don't get much leeway to build something. You won't get much room for mistakes if you have one bad season. You really can't have two bad seasons there. So the expectations would be different, and they're sometimes way too lofty for Michigan. I'd agree with you on that point. And I'm not in this. I say this all the time. I'm not worried really about any job because the job has to be open. And then there needs to be some rumblings that there's some mutual interest. But I will, if the Michigan job opens up, it will be something that I will be on my mind. It will be. Um, the Michigan yeah, job does not. I mean, fair enough, job. but doesn't. It's I'm, not a I'm stinky just... job. It's a good job. They do have lofty nah, expectations. Terrible, terrible but. Job. It would be it would be something I would consider, but until that job opens up, there's no point really in worrying about it. It's just wasting time more than anything. It, it would be smart for Harbaugh to get out now, though. Like now's the great time to get out. Um, you, you've you've done everything that you can do there, so move on before you sour that relationship. I, I would move on if I was him. No, haven't you built up some goodwill finally? You went to the college football playoffs. You beat Ohio State. Shouldn't that get a, a monkey off your back in a sense? Yeah, but then like well, the monkey's just gonna be right. Like you beat it. Like the, you got to do it again, <laughs> and, and, and it took a lot to do that. I I think, and I think that's why Kiffin's probably gonna go too because Ole Miss like that. Keeping that ship going, that's tough. That's that's a tall order. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't blame either one of those coaches for for getting out now while the going's good and their stonks are as high as they've been. I think expectations different at Ole Miss than they are at Michigan. I think Ole Miss fans love Kiffin so much that, you know, if he's winning eight games in the West, nine games being competitive, beating certainly beating Mississippi State, I, I think that they it's not like a you you gotta win or get out of town sort of deal there. But I would be surprised if Kiffin wanted to go try the NFL again after how big of a failure he was the first go around. But maybe that would be the exact reason why yeah. he'd want to give it another go, potentially. The, that and um like I, I think that's the the biggest part is like these coaches have egos, but there's also a thing too where like Kiffin 
Kiffin loves to bounce around. I don't think he's been anywhere more than four years, you know, and uh, this is year two or three. I guess it's only year two at Ole Miss. So you would think that, um, you know, there's still room to grow there. Uh, but after striking out, like, is he going to get a better quarterback than Matt Corral? He kind of lucked into that one because of all the stuff that happened at Corral's high school in California. He It was, was kind of lucky. Hell, they were playing John Rice Plumley at quarterback prior to that. But um I, I wouldn't I, I would not blame either coach for for getting out now. You kind of want to cash it, you know, buy low, sell high. And right now they're at their highest. My guess is both are still coaching their colleges for 2022. I would bet that Harbaugh's gone. Ooh, interesting. I mean, especially because like you got to consider I mean they 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 basically did a, we can't fire you because you haven't been that bad, but we kind of want to fire you a year ago. And now like Harbaugh can do no wrong. Like, you know, do, do, is that relationship tenable? I don't know. Yeah, but you you keep saying it, you keep kind of spinning it as if like he's not at the highest he's ever been right now. You act like, yes. like it, it's all crumbling down upon him. If anything, it's the opposite. He's the, he, the, the castle that he's built, he's able to stand on the top of well, it and say, hey, look, this is kind of fun. I've been down there for so long. Look at me now. I, I think, though, if you're Jim Harbaugh, former Michigan quarterback legacy, you love Michigan more than anything, you know, you've seen how this relationship can sour. You're looking right down the street at Scott Frost at how ugly and nasty it can get. And if you want to get out and maintain that, like I, I don't, unless you see yourself as a lifer there and that you can keep this thing rolling for 20 more years, then now's the time to get out. That's just, fair, that's just, this is my fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. We'll see what that'd be huge. You know, if the coaching college coaching carousel gets up and running again, it'll be certainly interesting to watch. And I will say this though, if Michigan job does come open, I'd like the timing of it now. than if the Michigan job was open in like early December and they mm -hmm. were coming after stoops, I, I, I do think there's a bit of stoops being like, I've told these guys I'm coming back. I've told coaches that I'm doing right, this. Right. I'm, uh, people have committed to me. I need to stay committed to them. I would, I would, if Michigan is going to come open, you may as well do it now. And uh, from a Stoops perspective, because I think he may be handcuffed for another season at Kentucky and not wanting to, to bail this late in the game. But yeah, I'm all for whatever at Michigan, um, turmoil, yeah. upheaval, all yeah. of it. Suck it, Michigan, man. I bet Let's Michigan get to this. fans really pleased. He didn't. He didn't anticipate this much talking about his team today. Yeah. Let's get to this Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's right. You text in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll read it on the air. Time for a round of joints and an uncensored podcast. Says one texter. Good way to start the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um. I guess. Well, it's it's not no smoke January, right, Justin? No. Oh God, no. I'd never make it. <laughs> Oh, Scoots McGee, what a guy! One year for Lent, I gave up beer but just drank wine and liquor all Lent. <laughs> <laughs> I've done, I've oh, done something similar. That oh, is, that man. is such a great Catholic move too. Like, you know. it was so dumb. I regretted it, and it was embarrassing. Like having to even tell people what I was doing. I did, I did follow through though. <laughs> You're just <laughs> like going to the, the party. Like, why are you drinking wine? Well, I gave up beer for Lent. What? Oh yeah, and. Uh, 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 
Yeah, it was dumb. That was regrettable. A texter says, is it me or is Tom Crean hate a little blown out of proportion? I know Roush may disagree, but I don't dislike Tom Crean like the majority of, of the fan base. I think some of the hate is unnecessary, to be honest. What do you guys think? I don't, th- I don't think people like, hate him. I just think they think yeah. he's a goober. Yeah, that, exactly. That That's my point, too. Like He's just fun to beat up because he's a he's a goober. He's a nerd. You know, I just want to shove him in a locker. But you know what? He's like a lovable kind of nerd that you won't shove in a locker. Um, but he's also just bad at coaching. Like he's not. He's not a good basketball coach. But he didn't used to be bad at. Co- I'm. I'm surprised it hasn't worked out at Georgia. I mean, he's just like no player even wants to stick around with him. That's so. It's so weird. But like you know, his his time at IU for IU standards, well, adjusted standards. It, Kind of seemed like maybe they had their guy in Tom Crean. Obviously, got some number one, got a number one seed once, uh, beat number one teams here and there, got a lot of upsets, cut down nets after losses, all that good stuff from that goober. But what he did at Marquette was impressive. Obviously, having Dwayne Wade will help there. I'm surprised he's fallen so much on his face at Georgia. I thought he'd have some success there. Not not like a final four contender or second weekend of the tournament year in and year out. But I didn't think that he, I thought he could do what Bruce Pearl's doing at Auburn, which, you know, Bruce Pearl has been to a final four. So. Yeah. I I was wrong. Right. Right. And it's, I think it all just boils down to like, he can't coach defense and you have to have some, some semblance. You're just not going to be able to, the math, as much as we love Nate Oates and he's shooting threes and ball, like you're going to have cold shooting nights, you know, like it's just not, it's not, uh, I, I'm not, I hate using that stupid word again, just because it's a word that people say to make them sound smart, but it's not tenable to think that you can just score 90 points a game and consistently win a college basketball. That's just not how it works. It's just not. It's not. Yeah. You'll 18 to 22 year olds, way too inconsistent when you're relying heavily on offense and just giving up whatever you want defensively. A texter says, now we know. Oh, oh got a burp. I'll nope. take this one. Now we know why Justin doesn't need ladies. He just hits the old save Twitter likes. Damn it. They're on to me. <laughs> uh, Did you tell your roommate about this, Justin? I didn't. No, we didn't. I didn't get to see him too much. I got home pretty late last night. We didn't talk all that much. But, yeah, I, I will definitely fill him in for sure. Oh, were you uh, – are the ladies keeping you at the – Hotel bar a little bit later? Uh, they did last night, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> a texter says, judging by past experience, the only way Justin is going upstairs with a 10 is if there's legal bondage present by signing on the dotted line. <laughs> now, I'm that's, going golf every time. I'm telling you all. That's a that's a reference to some of the content of Justin's like. <laughs> Uh, Justin says happy year round with Bobby Cook Virtual Golf and Twitter Virtual Booty. <laughs> That's a funny one. It's actually in the Bobby Cook Golf ad advertisement. <laughs> You're familiar with Virtual Booty, but Virtual Golf? <laughs> oh, did you guys know David Padgett is a basketball assistant coach at North Oldham High School? Very shocked he didn't get any college looks after U of L. He didn't do that bad when taking over a complete mess. Assistant to former Cardinal David Levitch currently. Yeah, um, supposedly he really Jason wanted Frakes to say did a good town. story about it too. Yeah, he wanted to stay in town, didn't he? Yeah, I don't. I just don't think he really pursued it that much. I was told after the year 
he did like, you know, he, he kind of put out some feelers and he got some feedback about some like decent assistant jobs and not very good head coaching jobs and just said, I, I'm going to sit on it, figure things out. And then kind of the, the time and the momentum passed to the point where right. if he wants he, to get into coaching, it's going to have to be the, the long assistant road again. Yeah, pretty sure I've got a North Oldham game thing. in a couple weeks. Oh, oh yeah. That's pretty cool. North Oldham's had some good teams in the past. Don't know if they're any good this year or not. They, they're pretty yeah. good. I think they, they next uh, beat Seneca yesterday. Suck at Seneca. Oh, wow. Mighty, mighty Seneca. Oh, gosh. Breaking news. Oh, ah. man. Whoa. Big Blue Drew tweeted out the rolled jeans pick again. Oh, Lordy. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, what a just goober. <sighs> we do have to get to our final break. And when we come back, I want to tell you where Kentucky's ranked in the final eight people. Oh and where oh. you'll find them in a lot of preseason. We've got way too early college football polls. I can hardly stand away to find out this piece of information that I certainly couldn't Google similar to the UK-Georgia line. The tease <laughs> of all teases, where is Kentucky ranked in the final eight people when we return on Kentucky Roll Call? Oh, big Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's used to be pretty good. Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. I don't think that was just uh, I was a young teenager sort of deal. I think Eminem was good, had yes. good music. Yes. Oh, and that, the that's that's his best work too. It is. Yourself was one of my favorite songs as being a kid. It's it was good music back then for the most part. He had bad songs, but for the most part, good music. I didn't I didn't love Eight Mile the movie. I didn't think that was great. Uh, his music now is just terrible. Yes. Um. There was like a a few songs on. I, I don't know if it was two albums ago, but the the one album that had the Rihanna song on it, like that's a pretty good song, the Monster song. But you know, a lot of a lot of artists they kind of lose their fastball when they they get off the the good stuff, and I think that was the case for Eminem. Well, my one to be fair for the day, to be fair, the worst part of that Rihanna song was Eminem's verse. It's like a pretty good song, and then all of a sudden you hear like Eminem yelling at you. Oh yeah, he does yell a little bit too much. A lot of domestic violence, you know. Like I don't, I don't need that. Just take it easy, buddy. Uh, let's get back to the Stordens text line. Well, actually, Roush, I wanted to ask you one question. Yeah, who? Where is Kentucky ranked in the A people? That was exactly what I wanted to ask. 18th. Whoa! Another top 25 finish. Uh, second, I think it's second or third for Mark Stoops. Should probably look that up. Um, but I think what's more fun is that uh, we're college football media like they cannot they cannot wait until the game is even over to share next year's top 25 or you know like uh sec mike already had his sec power rankings for next year and he had kentucky third behind alabama and georgia um i've seen kentucky brett mcmurphy at kentucky at 10th um there was a 
Sporting News had them at 12th. So uh, the the offseason hype is going to be real for the Cats. That's It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun, even though the, the wait for college football to return is going to be brutal at times. Whatever about Kentucky finishing 18th, there weren't 17 better football teams than the University of Kentucky this season, and especially some of those junk conference teams that are ranked ahead of them just because they had slightly better records than Kentucky. UK finished fourth in the SEC, Roush, which uh, is good. Yeah, last I checked. That that is good. Uh, How about the fact that the SEC – in the BCS college football era has had six different national champions. Which is pretty remarkable. <laughs> now, I Especially wish, when I wish Kentucky was one of them, but still. Right. right. The narrative that it's just Alabama is, ew, that's tough. Yeah, and especially, like, the, the, there's there's this perception that there's the haves and the have-nots and you can't crack into that code. And to an extent, it kind of is that way. Um, but in the SEC, you can crack into that stratosphere. Pretty wild, too. Three different national champions from the SEC over the last three years. LSU, Bama, Georgia. So yeah, it just, it just means more. It's always going to mean more. And then if you take into consideration... Texas and Oklahoma, then that will be eight out of 16 SEC teams that have won a national championship. And for the record, only 13 teams have in the BCS college football playoff era. Pretty crazy. And eight of those are going to be SEC teams. It, it, it is, like I said, I mean, if we're not already, like there, it's just going to be, there's going to be an SEC Super League. Luckily, Kentucky's on the inside of it. Just need to keep growing the program, advancing it, and allow you to compete with these programs, which I think Kentucky's been doing. Not so much with Alabama and Georgia, but pretty much with with all the other ones in the SEC. So take that next step. Saban can't be at Alabama forever, right? Modern medicine has to have him tapping out in the next 15 years. Man, did you see people sharing pictures of him at Michigan State and now? Like thir- it, it's been 30 years, and the only thing that's changed about the dude is he's not wearing those big, doofy glasses. So he's there might be a little bit thinner. Yeah, he's got he's gotten cooler into his seventies. It's it's he is a football coaching robot. A big blue Drew said mini roast on KRC for this photo. Happened to be in the car with the wife, and she thought that was cool. Oh, cool! The, is that the the jeans were cool, or us roasting you is cool? Because if she likes seeing you get roasted, she should watch me play against you in basketball. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Suck it, Big Blue Drew. Man. Oh. Mm. Oh. May have to do a Twitter space after tonight's game, Big Blue Drew. You in? Are you in? You in or you in, buddy? He's probably going to do his own Twitter space. (laughs) Oh, we love you, Big Blue Drew. We really do. We love the Thornton's text line, too, and we love saving a few cents on each gallon of gasoline when we go to Thornton's. And you can do that as well if you download the Thornton's Refreshing Refuel Rewards app. Save you money each and every time. Remember to pop by Thornton's. The app will tell you the cheapest gas, all that good stuff. Download it. Do it. Have fun. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says... Wish my Highlanders luck. Uh, to Plumley Borough. Wish yeah. my Highlanders luck this Thursday. We are playing collegiate in the All A Championship at Highlands Latin. 
6.15 p.m. Winner will go on to play at EKU to compete in the All-A State Championship. Will be the first time in program history. Game time, gents. Play KRC, KCD on Thursday. Wait, you just said collegiate. You playing collegiate or are you playing KCD? I think he corrected it and said KCD. Ah, got you, got you. Either probably way, to, uh, good luck there. Your, probably best to learn your opponent, coach. Yeah, <laughs> might it might help you with make it the scouting report. Uh, the all A though, fun tournament, very fun tournament. Uh, went to the championship my senior year. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a cool venue. Uh, they got a great setup. It's good to good to go to small schools have a little bit of shine. Um, yeah. but throw them gotta, their throw them their little bone and and do not change the KSSAA Sweet Sixteen for the love of God. They won't. They won't. That's our cash cow. They ain't getting rid of that thing. Um, but well, all the classic people, people like you fun. that whine about it. No, I'm not whining about that. And I'm. Oh, well, you I, did. I made that point abundantly clear that basketball is fine. It's the other sports that tick me off. I say we move to 16 classes in football. 16. Let everybody be a state Why champion. You just got to be obnoxious about it. <laughs> you want more than 16? We could go 20. I say every team is a state champion in their own little world. Texter on the Thorns text line says, Scoots, I would have expected hardcore porn likes from Trevor, but not from you. Be better. For the record, first time Texter, too. For the record, I would have I would have I would have thought that as well. Same. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you uh, I'm glad Glad you said the first timer part there, Roush, because I wasn't sure if they were calling me a first timer or I meant first time text. <laughs> Maybe they were first time to your Twitter likes. First time checking that out. Next four are at Vandy, Tennessee, home at AM at Auburn. Need to go three and one at worst. So yeah, we talked about just to close out the month, but in the intermediate, the next four at Vandy, Tennessee at home, at AM at Auburn, three and one at worst. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Uh, oh yes i see what you're saying mixing in that tennessee at home yeah and especially tennessee i just hate him so much you don't between them and bruce pearl you got to split one of those they they will beat tennessee and if they don't i will be livid you got to beat tennessee at rubber and i guess folky is still there god i cannot stand that guy and i I would also in the auburn game you know what's going to really tick me off is like walker kessler probably has already picked up two fouls on oscar sheboy like he's already gotten Sheboy in foul trouble, and the game is three weeks away, two weeks away. I'm I'm dreading it already, but I think Kentucky should be. I think Kentucky's a better team than Auburn too. I think Kentucky is the best team in the SEC, and not to say that they can't lose to these teams, especially on the road, but take care of business, Calipari. Take care. Justin, uh, Justin shot down the Asian thing very quickly. A bit problematic. You really did, and I, I agree with the like text. What you like? Yeah, but it was so fast. Yeah. Do you do you know do you know not, that you don't like? Yeah, that's Asian not what women? I'm search. That's not what I'm searching for. Hence why I shot it down so quick. But what if like the nicest woman in the world happened to be Asian, and she really made you laugh and smile? Then that's say, fine. I mean, it's not something I'm I'm against. It's ooh, just not my, it's just not my preference. You, with how like quickly the, you shot it down, it seemed like you were against. I, I like him a little darker than me. Yep. Not sure how to proceed. Uh, Texture on the Thornton Sexon <laughs> says, Day four without JK roll callings, <laughs> promiscuous love triangle epic. Spill the beans, Dingus. JK First of all, I, I love that. 
I love that nickname. I love that too. That's awesome. <laughs> K roll colleagues. All right, Justin, spill the beans. Let's hear it. Uh, not today. Maybe Come another time. On. All I got all we gotta do, y'all, is do a Patreon. That's it. Patreon is dead. And it's never coming back. Twitter spaces. Whatever we gotta do. Ooh. Maybe, maybe Hop I on was Twitter space tonight. I'll be honest, I was thinking about it on my way in this morning. I was like, how can I tell it in a way that is radio safe and I cannot leave out any of the details? Can you just text it to Roush and me after you know, the show? No, no, no. We don't I don't we, we don't need to be spoiled though. We need natural reaction at the same time. Our listeners are gonna Okay. All right, whatever. They, they just just display a little patience. Okay. Just a little patience. That's it. Uh, probably one of my favorite texts ever into the Thornton's text line. <laughs> Justin Kalen, more like Bustin Kalen, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should play the, the Bustin song. Yeah, the, the, go, the Ghost Bustin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never playing. I am never playing that again on this show. What? For what it's worth. No. Uh, well, guess you will. Um, it was awful. Next, next October. It's a great song. Uh, as a Kentuckian who lives in South Georgia, there are fewer things more satisfying to me than correcting non-Kentucky people how to pronounce Louisville. My mother-in-law drove up to Indy for the national championship from Columbus, and she was asking if she should stay in Louisville after the game, and I took great pleasure in telling her it's Louisville or Louisville. I, it's, it's Louisville. I, of course, also ter- told her to tune in to KRC for the expert breakdown Ooh. tomorrow morning. Hopefully she did. I've been waiting to hear from you, Texter, because I've got a bone to pick with you. What the hell, buddy? We told you to get Michael Williams to take an official visit. You didn't. And now, I mean, that dude destroyed the All-American Bowl. He's going to be like Will Anderson. All, he, he's going to be like a top five draft pick. Just and that he is going to be crushing people at Georgia next year. And you couldn't even get him to go on one visit to Kentucky. Yeah, why why don't you spend less time doing hooks on hooked on phonics and more time getting good players to UK, buddy? Yeah, that's Jeez. all we ask. I mean, is I'm it not asking you all that much? No, just a visit. That's just all we a need. It's just a didn't, visit. Didn't Dan Mullen look like he was going to throw up last night on the pregame? Didn't see it. Oh man, see, and that also goes to show you too uh, the amount that ESPN will care about college football versus college basketball. They brought in. 37 different analysts to talk about this game in the pregame show. It was they had Jesse Palmer on. They were making bachelor jokes. Luke Fickle. I saw a screenshot of him and somebody was like, when the edible hits and it, he looked really funny, kind of awkward. Uh, Andrew Luck made a public appearance. Is the first time seeing him yeah, a long Speaking time. of looking horrible. I mean, he, he looked, looked, he looked, thin. He looked, he looked sharp. Well, he that, looked that's like the a- thing. He looked is weird seeing him without his football weight. He looked, sickly because he was so skinny yeah Yeah. and he had that really kind of weird stringy mustache um and to have him next to rg3 it's like wow these two guys were once the most sought after quarterbacks in the game and look at him now he looked like he hopped straight out of the wild wild west (laughs) wiki wild wild west a texter says dasani water is hot garbage i can't believe how many people are so wrong about this dasani water is great tastes great i thought you said you didn't like it or just that it had a taste? No, no. I said it has a taste, and I like the taste, but a lot oh, of people yeah. don't like Dasani water. I'm getting the Dasani water from Thornton's today, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and I'm going to get yeah. to the bottom of it real quick. Do it to it, Lars. Roush and Luckett are in a contest to see who can send the most nerdy football guy tweets during this championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was... Uh, who won? 
I, I I don't know. I know that I won on the under by a point and a half. That was you want to talk about some close swings. They had two two point conversions fail, and then that pick six. That pick six almost killed killed the over under. There was also a scenario too where if Alabama if they were able to come back down and tie it, it would have been fifty two going into overtime, and the over would have hit in OT. So that could have been could have been another brutal bad beat. But instead, the under hung on by a thread. Crazy. Way to go. You did it, buddy. Texter says, hey, guys. Uh, Brad from Bellbrook here. Do you have any insight on the Zoff Frazier, the Juco cornerback trans- transfer? His measurables look fantastic, but I don't know much about his game. Yeah, and, and Brad, that's part of it is because he has the worst film I've ever seen while studying film. And I don't mean, like, his play is bad. I mean, I just can't – like, the, 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 the quality of shooting the film – they didn't. I, I don't think they had a tripod when they were shooting these games because it's just all over the place in his JUCO ball. It's it, it's really hard for me to tell anything. So I mean, he's got the measurables. It's really you really hope that he can get here. I, I'm pretty sure he's an early enrollee for this spring. I, I'm not a hundred percent positive on that regard, um, but that is uh, getting him in shape, ready to roll this spring is imperative. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, the new pieces I'm excited about, but it's it's all the returners that get me really jazzed up more than anything else. Wh- which guy that has announced that he's returning is the biggest deal, Roush? Um, probably. I mean, you got to say Chris Rodriguez because he's just going to be one of your best players, and then after that, Jordan Wright. Um, from what it, it would. Be, I don't think you're as desperate to go into the portal knowing that you have right there. Um, so it gives you a little bit more freedom. Uh, but the, I, 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 th- I think if you were really handicapping it, you would put Rodriguez one, Dare Rosenthal's mm-hmm. decision two. I, I, I go Rodriguez one for me just because if nothing else, if, if Will Levis kind of plateaus, I, I wouldn't imagine that happening. If he plateaus, if the loss of Wandale is too much in the passing game – you know, I can't imagine these things happening. I'm just talking worst case scenario. At a minimum, hand it off to that dude, and you know yeah. he's going to get four or five yards. Hand it off mm-hmm. to him again. He's going to get four or five yards. Matt may compi- comprise some stats of what he yeah. needs for next season. Um, needs five 100 yard rushing games to set the school record. Assuming he stays healthy, that's not going to be an issue. Nope. He's currently ninth in career scoring with 174 points. He needs 59 to finish in the top five. He will be finishing in the top five if he stays healthy. He needs nine touchdowns to ascend to second on the career list, 20 to set the record. He's going to set the record, Roush. Uh, I mean, he only had, uh, was it 10 this year? His uh, touchdown numbers were lower than I thought. Um, I know I'm getting – I think I'm getting Wandale. I, I had the seven number. That was Wandale's number. Um, what was Chris Rodriguez's touchdown number? Gosh, this is going to drive me nuts. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked uh, if he has a four-touchdown game. Yeah. I mean, I think he had one. He only had nine this year. So, 20 would be quite a bit. I think he can do it. I think you he can do it with points, invest. though, because he, he caught three as well. So, I guess all- if – Oh, that's a good you know. point. Yeah. 
That's a good yeah. point. You got to also remember you got the SEC championship game and then a college football playoff semifinal and then the national championship too. So a little more, little more room to work with for him this upcoming it's true. Season. Yeah. Going to have a lot more games. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. A texter says that fumble incompletion, mindless toe tap recovery was the craziest, stupid thing I've ever seen in sports. <laughs> it was just a pretty wild sequence, regardless of where you stand on, on the, on the rulings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, uh, Man, fun. College football, though, over. That that does make me sad. See you in August, buddy. No, you get plenty to get excited about before then. Spring will be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. You get another signing period, which probably won't matter too much for Kentucky, but they, they still got some decisions we're waiting for, and there could mm-hmm. be more uh, more transfers, as we've t- told you about for a while now. So there there will be enough. It's It's really when it gets to, like, May – that you hit that wall of like, oh no, now I still have three more months before we really get into it. Mm-hmm. A texture says, but that at that point, Justin, you're golfing. You don't even care, buddy. That's right. <laughs> I like everybody else. I'm excited for next year with all the guys we have coming back and what we have coming in. A second year Cohen's offense should really kick it up a notch. The only question will be how stable our young, inexperienced receivers perform. Still, I think we can, we can and will win the East. Love it. Oh man, love that energy. Yeah, uh, and now it's it's weird. We've always had questions about Kentucky's wide receivers. Now it's not a question of do they have the talent there. It's just how ready are they? And I mean, it was you, you could see it was kind of evident in that Alabama game that like inexperience can be tough. Now I think in that for Alabama's receivers, a lot of it was just not getting the the same reps, having that same chemistry. So you're going to be seeing a lot of. Will Levis with Chauncey Magwood, uh, working with him, Chris Lewis uh, this spring. Uh, hopefully, Daquel's healthy. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I, I got to dig in and see what his deal is because those, especially Crowdis, like he he has the wheels to make plays. Now it's just a matter of getting a, developing a good chemistry and being consistent out there. Agreed. Texter on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Man, I'm, or, uh, you, you, one thing I've noticed online is the weird affinity some of our fan base has for Georgia. I don't like them. They beat us pretty easily this year and really almost every year, not in the monsoon. But some of our fans are excited, seem to have battered spouse syndrome with Georgia. Uh, I, I, I think it's, yeah, and I think part of it is that it's a fun road trip. You have a lot of UK fans in Atlanta, or you know that they'll move there for work after school. They'll marry somebody who was big Georgia fan. Like there's a lot of, um, I, I don't begrudge people when Kentucky was really bad in football for a long time that people kind of latched on to Georgia because they weren't a threat in basketball. Um, so yeah. you, you you felt like you could kind of latch onto it a little bit. So I don't. And the latching on is is dorky under any circumstance. But I, I think what you saw, Texter, well, I don't know. I can't speak to your experience. You saw what you saw. If there's UK fans that are loving Georgia, that's kind of that's kind of nerdy. I just think some people in the battle between Alabama and Georgia were ready for something new. Um, I didn't care who won between the two. If I don't want Georgia getting more momentum, a national championship will only help that. But obviously, Georgia's an amazing program, whether they had won last night or not. So it, it's the it falls on Kentucky. We got to catch up to them. I, we can't we like can't wait for them to we can't wait for them to fall back to us. That's that's U of L loser mentality. I, I appreciate that somebody said this is uh, Kirby's now has this idea that you can win by just playing defense. And man, 
hopefully, he, he's sadly mistaken. So hopefully this teaches him bad habits. Well, <laughs> uh, Texter says, man, I'm, I'm glad Georgia won, but man, Stetson Bennett looks sounds like a total douche. <laughs> Very punchable face. His post-game interview is so cringe. He thinks he's Tom Brady out there or something when in reality, it looks like he couldn't slide a string of yarn through his sphincter 90% of the game. Woo, man, that was uh, one way to go about it. I think he's just kind of a dork. That's what well, I always like, like him. when somebody can find a way to use sphincter into the text line <laughs> one way or another. But besides that, I didn't really like the text. It was kind of mean, Texter. Yeah, it was all over the top. I won a national championship, beat the greatest coach in the history of football. Um, yeah, he was, pretty, he was pretty happy about it. You'd be nice, <sighs> buddy. UK football is both ESPN and CBS's early top 25s. You'll love to see it. Many are asking... Will, will Bustin Kalen make another IU UK win total bet this year? Only lost by eight games. If a couple hundred balls had bounced the other way, who knows what could have happened? <laughs> only lost by eight games. What a bet. What a great bet. Oh, only lost by eight games. <laughs> Are we running it back? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be that stupid again. Especially, especially with Kentucky bringing back Everyone in Indiana essentially having a brand new team. Not everyone, but yeah, a lot of a lot of exciting pieces. Hey, Connor Bazelak to Missouri or to Indiana. We never talked That's about that. Jared Casey. Wow. First reported hey. by me on the Jared Casey. Yeah, bit. I meant to ask you all, should I be excited about that? I don't know how to feel about the Jared Casey one. I mean, he can't be worse than anything you've got going on. I would be excited about Jared Casey. He just needs okay. to put it all together. What and about Bazelak? Yeah, I, I like would be him. excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an upgrade from the 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 peen, the peen guy. Yeah, that guy just is a turnover machine. Basilak isn't going to wow you with his like big arm, but like he he won't he, lose, he won't lose you games. Yeah, exactly. And he's pretty good on in like crunch situations, like third downs. If you can get him in third and manageable, I have confidence that he's going to convert it. So and okay. his last name sounds like Basculus, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You got that. Boys, in honor of this, can I get a lovely audio drop of her saying we won? I guess, did you not send over a picture? He sent over the video, so here it is. Oh, there's no sound. So, well, there's no video. Did you hit the, <laughs> did you hit the, the, yeah, the sound no, button? Every, everything's good the on play button. There's, just, oh, there's yeah. just no sound. Hey, actually hit the play button on it. I hit the play button, volume's up, oh, we're all good, no. No, no sound. I think it's the woman that when Bevan lost to Bashir, she was like, I just got word that we won, we're gonna pray. <laughs> I'm guessing this texter on the Thornton uh, text line is alluding to she's going to run against Massey. Yeah, that's correct. Thomas oh, wow. Dara McDowell. Really? Yeah, that lady is a nut, and she clearly has too much time and money on her hands. You ain't winning, lady. <laughs> it would be so funny if she did, though. Oh, she, my I gosh. Mean, just as crazy as he is. So Massey has kind of been proven kind of right in this pandemic for what it's worth. Oh, and I don't with, care about that. I just think everything he says, I just, oh, God, that guy. Browse, you just do you ever do any research for yourself or you just listen to what the like the, even the, his peers think he's a goober? Like my big conservative buddies hate him. Like it's just he he like he he's is, like trying to be Rand Paul, but he's but he's a bigger dummy. I don't think he's very dumb. I, I'm not I think he is a goober, just the way he kind of goes about some of it, but he's he seems seems pretty smart. He's gotten the pandemic yeah, a hell of a lot more right than a lot of folks. I, I know that's a popular opinion. Weird that he like 
and this is everywhere. Like it's not just the state of Kentucky and then the redistricting is a hot topic, but like his district is from like the far reaches of Northeast Kentucky and like Greenup County. And it goes all the way to Oldham County. Well, that's all across the board. You'll see these maps. Oh, one in Alabama the other day. And I was just like, who could ever be like, you know what? This is, this is, these are my people. Like, it, what? No. A small state like, you know, Rhode Island has weird ones. It's just very clearly, you know, people want to talk about corrupt politics. All you got to do is look at any of those maps in any of the states. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's only the people in power that want to do it that will keep them in power longer. Oh, it's all it's all so messed up, Roush. It's all so messed up. <sighs> so uh, messed up. Says boys. Oh, uh, but I do love that audio clip. Sorry, we couldn't get it playing. I saw the picture of Goodwin and Reed moving into the dorms. What other incoming recruits and transfers will be on campus for spring practice and get a head start on next year? Um, I don't have them all in front of me. There were ten early enrollees. Uh, I know Dane Key is one of them, um, and I would expect Darian Henry is going to be. Uh, moving in as well um so yeah there you go uh, there's there's at least some of them uh so oh, no, that was last year dang it um i'll try to get all of them yeah and okay. i'm sure you'll have a post on ksr about it and again credit to you you've been nailing who's coming back who's going who's five staying. for five baby Really, really impressive stuff. All right, we really got to rip through these. John here, good morning to all. Good to see the SEC teams play for the college football championship last night. The SEC just means more. Hey, am I right or am I right? You guys, you know the game. Hey, our cats are favored by seven tonight, but I feel like we will win by double that or more. Wow. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. We'll give our predictions here shortly, John. Great text, great hearing from you. Have a great Tuesday, buddy. Louisville should look into joining Bellerman in the eight-man football league. That's from Steve. Wow. <laughs> I don't think Uval's recovering from that burn, Steve. Love no. it. What's that name of that football sport? Uh, sprint football. Sprint football. I've yeah. got a buddy who's who's going to be coaching them. So. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I want to go I'm to a game. To go watch the watch the Knights play some ball. Uh, don't forget Ross Neltner, Fort Thomas, Kentucky's finest, Mr. Kentucky basketball. I, I don't know who I that is. I forgot. Yeah, no idea. Uh, TJ, take yeah. a stand. If we lose a vein tonight, will us fans be allowed to vent our frustrations about not winning a road game in what seems like three years? Yes, I know we were on a road game last year. Should we just be happy? Uh, we have a Hall of Fame coach. It doesn't matter that we don't win games we should. I want Cal here for a long time, but there are times he needs to be criticized. So if, like, Sheboy gets hurt in the first two minutes and then Kentucky's without several other starters, maybe then we'd have to use our brains to be able to put emotions aside. That being said, assuming Kentucky's healthy tonight and they lose to Vanderbilt, yes, that will be a bad loss. It's not – oh, boy. Yes, that'd be a bad loss if Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt tonight. But, Texter, if they lose to Vandy, should we not let Cal back in Lexington and fire him on the spot? Is that the way the basketball program should be ran? Yeah, but – Anytime you lose, people here, need to be fired immediately. Here is one thing, though, I, I will say. When I, I don't think people actually mean that they want Cal fired. I think that's just like our emotion, like – Fire him, put him into the sun. Like I, I, I had to delete a couple uh, tweets before I sent them last night, where I was like, "Punt the mailman in the sun. He's terrible. He's garbage. Throw him away." I, did, I think some of it's just a, a, a visceral reaction and less of a meaningful statement. Sure, but it's dumb. I mean, it's you're admitting. Yeah, that but we're allowed to be dumb other, at these dumb sports. You're allowed to do it. Yes, of course you are, and I'm allowed to call it out if I if I see it. But Texter. Yes, if Kentucky loses to Vandy, that won't be a good loss, and you're allowed to be frustrated by that. You have my permission, little guy. High school Roush was a bully. High school TJ was a dweeb. What do you say, Scoots? Uh, without fear of sounding too conceited, I was 
I was the guy in high school that was friendlier than everyone else. I talked to pretty well every group. I didn't have like a click like everyone else. I, don't know, I was I was the friendly friendly funny guy in high school. Ah, uh, comic relief. What Buster happened? Kaylin. What happened to your sense of humor over the years? <laughs> That's true. It's definitely declined. <laughs> <laughs> One game day I have ever been. Only game day I have ever been do was the one when Digger yelled at us. Oh, the only game to have been to was the one Digger yelled at us. Hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. And it was hilarious that Kentucky kind of ambushed the whole thing. And it was hilarious. He acted like a big baby. That was a funny time. Oh, it was a funny time. Barstool uh, college basketball coverage is terrible. It's just three Duke fans. Reg isn't even involved. It's disappointing. I'm pretty sure he is involved, no? No. Well, Reeves is like strictly online. They don't do any other like video content with them because they haven't moved him to New York. So oh, it shows yeah. how much I follow along with Barstool's college basketball coverage. I like Reeves though. He does, you know, I see his tweets, I read his articles, I like what I see from him. Yeah. And he's funny. Like, We've him on the show before. Yeah. And then they're just like, we're going to do a podcast and it's just going to be Duke fans and like people who are like their voices just make me cringe just to hear them. That's pretty much every Duke fan. Yeah, so, Duke. Do we have any idea when we'll hear from the rest of the football players deciding to stay or go? Well, it's like they're all deciding this week. <laughs> they're coming in fast and furiously. There's only a few remaining. Uh, Dare Rosenthal was one of them. But um, I, I, starting to run out of players announcing. I had eight, and there's been five. So I, I, I did not have Ty Asian in there. So I would gotcha. say, you know, probably, probably probably should know by the end of the week. Condolences to frontrunner TJ and his Alabama Crimson Tide. Wow. Really got what you there. Me, what makes me a frontrunner? Mr. Red Sox, Mr. Packers. Oh, because uh, Red Mr. Sox. When I, was, when, I was, when I was a Red Sox fan and they hadn't won for 84 years, that was a good time to get on board with a pro with a franchise that hadn't won in 84 years. And then I mean, Packers. To be fair, we were like, what, in middle school when they won it? Uh, 2004, we were in eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TC from Lexington. Well, I was. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I always forget how old you are. TC from Lexington here, boys. According to Scoot's Twitter likes, he certainly steers into the sink. <laughs> oh, TC. I should. I should have taken more time to examine what kind of videos they were instead of just deleting them. Uh, and I don't get half the jokes. He says I played into the. Oh, not sink. A stink. Uh, he says that he played in the sink in college, blah, blah, blah. Hey, guys, first time texter looking for looking at all the way to early polls. It looks like for the first time, UK will be ranked in the preseason, which is huge. Roush, with the mass exodus of the 2019 class, I feel like for this team to take the next step, we need 2020 class to step up big. We know that the D is anchored with that class, but five – is this – I don't know. Five oh, linemen. Five old linemen, yeah, gotcha. five old linemen that haven't played like 50, much. Fifty linemen who hadn't played much. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. My, <laughs> haven't my played much, and five DBs that outside of Valentine haven't seen much time. Thoughts? Well, Jalen Geiger played a lot this year, and I, I think that he's I'm looking good and moving forward. Yeah, um, and Vito, you know, you got to think about Vito. He missed like half a season. Um, Joe Williams was kind of similar in that respect. I think he, Joe Williams, is one that you really want to see take a step because he can be. Uh, he was a big-time recruit, yeah, and he, he's put some good tape out there. You really want to see him take a step. Um, and then on the line, like, K Kentucky's line still pretty proven for the most part, and you're bringing in that Auburn grad transfer to kind of p plug a hole at guard. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think uh, 
I, I like where Kentucky's at moving forward, uh, but you know we gotta wait to see. It's completely completely filled. We gotta um, keep moving. We gotta keep moving. Didn't Harbaugh play QB? Then Harbaugh play QB for the Bears. Maybe he'd want to give that a try just say he coached both teams. Maybe. Also, with that 2020 class, two four-star recruits that we really ex- get excited about, Sam Anali and John Young, haven't heard much at all about either one. Do we expect anything out of them, or have they been recruited over? Um, Anali played a little bit in that one game, but bringing in Darian Henry, that's kind of an Ellie spot. So, um, you know, he, he could be another one of those long, slow cookers. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Scoots is so much more interesting than that turd Trevor. Such a great addition to the show. Can I get a come on from Scoots or a come, come on. on from everyone in unison? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Eminem's old music slaps just like Justin scrolling through his Twitter feed. <laughs> Will Levis was a full off season here going to head and book my hotel for the natty. Yeah. Oh man. May as well get where I mean SEC championship first in Atlanta, obviously, and then and then we'll we'll start booking stuff for the college football semifinals. Have whatever thoughts you want on the pandemic, but Massey is the app is an absolute waste. Guy has been hasn't gotten a single bill out of committee his entire time in offense. Office. He, he's 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 a big like don't spin sort of dude. And if you don't like that, then obviously you're not going to like him. Um, I well whatever we don't have time. Robert have Reeves back on the show. Thought he was good guest to have on once a week during college basketball season. I'd like to Roush. Maybe we'll get in touch with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one person points out that we were ranked in the preseason in 2020, then lost to Auburn. That opener. Well, we shouldn't have lost to Auburn because uh, Chris Rodriguez was in the end zone. People yeah, Kentucky that. was number 23. Good point, Texter. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, yeah, and if you play that Auburn team later in the season, Kentucky probably smashes them. Everybody have a great day. Cats predictions? I'm going uh, UK 70, Vandy 60. Kentucky 79, Vandy 69. Nice. 74-58. Big win. Hey, it's a sweep for the Cats and Woo! a cover sweep for the Cats, so that definitely means put your money on Vanderbilt, folks. Everybody, thanks for the text of the show. Have a good day. We will be back tomorrow to talk UK and Vanderbilt. Enjoy it. This oh, is KRC. Okay. I'm DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kelly.